smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. What's up, growers? Let's do some grow talk today, guys. Grow talk show episode 1323-1323. How's it growing, Scotty? Three, two, three. It's going good, man. It's going great. It's growing. It's growing okay. We'll get into that later. But it's going great, dude. Excellent. Excellent. Today, guys, we're going to talk about growing the fine cannabis grower questions off dudegrows.com. Um, but first and foremost, I want to ask you, have you ever had setting up? I had like a volume. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Like, you know, when you're supposed to like my my wife's on some business calls up in the other area of our house. And then sure. sometimes my mother-in-law might be napping. So I have to be volume sensitive. So uh-huh. where you like get lost in the computer windows and shit like, oh, my God, I just turned up the wrong volume controller. I can't figure out how to turn it off. Like you panic. Like just I, like I had that last night. I have uh, indoor in the bakery. I've got some indoor speakers and then I got a set of outdoor speakers and they got some app to control the stereo. And I just cranked it. I was like, all right, I can't remember what I was listening to, but I just had it cranked out. I was like, this is awesome. And then I got the paranoia. I was like, it just sounds, it was on outside just as loud, like 1230 at night, man. Just <laughs> boom, just busting it out, man. What can you do? Volume mishaps. Today's Grow Talk, though, guys. Let's get into the show, give you a rundown. we got a dank nug to feature here, Mandarin Cookies V2 Ethos, hosted by Lone Wolf Grows. Who's a lone wolf? That's one that's out there on their own, just trying to, you know. It's a wolf without a pack. Just think of like early 80s Chuck Norris, man. Lone wolf. McQuaid. Is it a good thing? Bad thing? I guess it just depends. This depends. All wolves want a pack eventually, though, I believe. You would think so, man, unless you're the lone wolf, dude. Okay. It's in the DGC pack. It's not a crew anymore. It's a pack, okay? I like it. see where you're going. Uh, (laughs) What do you got there, man? What are you smelling on, man? A few different things. Nothing fabulous. These two jars are almost empty here. So I'm just at the very bottom parts of them, which I got to be careful. Those are usually the strongest, right? Dude, dude is like we're in opposite lands, man. Me and Guru were trying to, uh, we were just trying to clean up a little bit around the bakery. And I looked up and I saw like, I was like, oh my God. And it was just like another harvest sitting on top of the tent that I'd forgotten about. Like, you know, four or five D. One bag looks like a pillow, actually, man. But there's just all this <laughs> weed around, man. Great, but, you know, great non-problem. It's cool because it's legal here, so. Um, it's legal I in talk Canada, about the, too. That's the joke, man. Yeah, you, know you get jokes. I don't get them all the time. Just like when I was saying hindsight 2020, I believe you said, dude, it's 2022. And I said, I said it was 2020. And I think you were messing with me. I don't know. It really cracked somebody up. I forgot in the comments, like <laughs> just good old clean fun. You know what I'm saying? We're trying. It, it does uh, make me happy when people laugh When people tell me they laugh, even at our expense. It's, it's all good. Wholesome fun. Like, you know, we could always tell a joke, a show. Why didn't the hunter buy a camouflage tent, Scotty? The softball. I don't know. Because he couldn't find one. Come on. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good. good, man. That is pretty good. Where'd you find that? Or oh, you got like Dixie Riddle cups you're using? I got the ultimate dad joke book. So, All right. That was the uh, first one that didn't actually make me audibly groan. So in Grow Talk, Grower Questions, we got, uh, oh, sorry, that Mandarin Cookies were also going to be featuring a little bit of the HLG Horticultural Lighting Group's 30-watt UVA supplement bar, uh, which uh, Lone Wolf Grows is using. And in grower questions, we've got nine plants, nine plants in a two-by-two. 
by two by two growing, which I love. This is some pro shit, man. And you were saying nine plants and a two by four, dude, you're crazy. So you can do whatever you want. I mean, it's all <laughs> relative to how big of a plant you want to grow and how big you want to water them. This uh, person, I will not assume gender, has got uh, uh, a really cool system going. And I'm impressed. They know what they're doing. Uh, and sex, sex seed hosted by Mr. Nice Guy, just titled Sexy. Sexy. Wow, I like Sounds that. Sounds like a movie or something. Maybe I'm it just does, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know what type of movie. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> okay. And Twisted Leaves Part 2. I almost got to do like a dum 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 by Twisty McJoints. We've got some bad news coming in with some uh, potential or positively root aphids. Hey. We'll try and help you out, Twisty. Uh, before we do it, you know how we do it around here, guys. Before wrapping into the show. Listen to support at DGC Produced. What's up, DGC Producers? Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Uh, that's where you can come on over, support the show. You come on at $10 a month immediately. You make more than $10 back. Uh, membership has its benefits, whether it's 30% off grow dots and recharge. Free seeds from Seeds Here Now for new members. More than that, more content, man. The happy hour. The happy hour hang, guys. Every Friday at 420 uh, Pacific time on Discord. We also give away seeds on that show. And you don't have to listen live to participate, guys. You can check it for repost on Monday. And all the download links are in the show description to listen to the old ones. Uh, we're hooking up a cool custom DGC wood tray. A little, what do you call it? Just like a rolling tray. You know, rolling like the size tray, of yeah. tray you'd have at a cafeteria, basically. Yeah. Well, who's hooking uh, that up, man? Uh, a DGC Daniel. Uh, we're also actually, man, I should have a picture of these bad boys. Uh, stay tuned to the happy hour. We're picking up some for everybody, though. We'll have them in our merch store. We're working more on merch, guys. Uh, before I officially announce it's live, I got to check on a few logistical back ends, but we have some things going. Uh, the grower hookup if you're on Patreon, you're already producing the show, go comment. We're hooking up three Pulse Grows, a Pulse, two Pulse Ones, and a Pulse Pro. Guys, these are excellent environmental monitors. Pulse Pro takes you to the next level, does CO2 and PPFD, measures your light. The best thing out there for insurance and or monitoring your grow. Period, guys. Check out pulsegrow.com to get more details on these. Or if you need a grasp on VPD, their charts are awesome. Or you just want one now, coupon code DUDE will hook you up at pulsegrow.com. Uh, that's about it for uh, the business, the dudegrows.com, making the show happen. Thanks, guys. Let's get into this. And uh, grow our questions off dudegrows.com. That's where you guys can participate. And DDC producers, hit me up over on Patreon if you have grower questions that you've hopefully already made a link to on dudebros.com so we can get it up on the show. All right. Man, you are so. taking care of business today, sir. Gots to, man. They're <laughs> focusing hard. The past, I don't know, probably six months or so, you know, we're trying to retain uh, producers, keep the membership a active. I mean, we do have a team behind us. This is our eighth year here. Uh, sure. we got to, you know, keep pushing. And I realized one of the ways to do this, guys, is keep, keep engaging the producers Hang out with the crew, which is a lot of fun. I mean, the happy hour show has just been, it's like, it's just sitting down and bullshitting with friends. It's great. So Absolutely. yeah, it's been good times. Absolutely. You have been pushing hard, dude. So I appreciate it, man. You really have been. It's not about the numbers. It's about who's in the numbers, Scotty. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Mandarin Cookies, Dank Nug, Lone Wolf Grows says, what up, DDC fam? And this looks frosty. Yeah, pretty. New England Pretty. grower dialing in my five by nine gorilla grow tent to HLG horticultural lighting group R specs 600s with the UVA attachments. I got an image uh, group if you want to show 
We're going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, pretty dope looking. These UVA bars attached to uh, quite a few different uh, HLG fixtures. 20-pound CO2 tank with autopilot, autopilot controller, CO2 controller, autopot system for 6.6 gals. Test run says 12 autopots will be set up next run. Autopot, guys, is a sub. Can I call that a sub-irrigation planter? I mean, it feeds yeah. from the bottom. Absolutely it is, yeah. Yeah, it's just a tied-together system with a central, like, res, and you can expand it out to quite a lot of different sites and different sizes as well. Um, active intake and exhaust when needed by AC Infinity. This sounds dope, dude. Uh, CO2 use of, of in-flower extraction fans turned off. So saying he goes to CO2 in-flower. I debate that. Like, if you have a 20-pound tank, CO2 is advantageous at all periods of growth. It's just right. giving help. Right. I think so. Uh, CO2 is going to be most advantageous when you would do a PK boost with the plant when it's bulking up anyways. Uh, that is the time you'd want to, like, turbocharge everything. Because it's pushing, like, the plant's pushing the yeah, hardest. It's, it's, it's building uh, biomass in the biomass that we want to. So, like, it's building the breadth of the flower uh, growth. So, like, that's the time you want to. Like, that reminds me of PPM. Uh, oh, sorry. Excuse me. EC, whatever. Nutrient uptake, adjusting that. Uh, you know, learning curve for me on my habaneros and jalapenos behind me, you know, you can, they can stay pretty happy. But once they start to set fruit and I didn't change the nutrient regimen, which, you know, learning curve, and it should be fairly obvious. They right away get pretty pissed. You're like, dude, they're trying to make like fruit and seeds and substance. Right. Just like them, the plant, our plants pushing buds. Um, so, and there's plenty of CO2, man. I think when I do the show, the CO2 in here goes like, like over 3000. Like, yeah that's insane wow i'm wondering if it's too much all right uh moving on let's see here we got ro water green planet nutrients chunky dense and room of grapefruit terps so lone wolf these are looking dope i wanted to ask guru quickly i know we've covered it before on the show but it's okay looking at the image of the uva bar attached to the 600 is what's when do you want to run uva supplement and this doesn't interfere looks like with any of the other diodes because that would be a bad design it attaches right down the center mm -hmm. of the diode banks if you will and yeah i mean this isn't something you're going to want to run all the time it's more of a flower beneficial light yeah i do want to learn more about these we got to have steve uh, or Amit, somebody from hlg on because you can screw up with UV. I'm positive of it. UB, UVB means burn. I was actually on Potent Ponic show a couple of nights ago, growing with fishes, and they were talking about that, man, that UV can definitely mess your plants up, man. You have to be very careful with it. And I thought, I, I thought we were talking about it messing up yields, or at least it can certainly fuck with your yields. So just be careful with the UVB. We'll have to see what this UVA is all about. Uh, I mean, and, you know, I guess you can take reviews with a grain of salt, depending on where you're reading reviews, some sick reviews, reach out to HLG. Uh, that's why we recommend them. But yeah, definitely some cats here claiming um, when they're clipping them on, they have multiple lights and just like we recommend with any equipment, try it on one light. If you can first buy one of something, sure. see the results of what you're doing before you do your whole garden. Um, yeah, I would definitely it. like to like to talk to one of the guys over there. Well, let's get Grow Mouse up on the show. Let's make a note here. I Somebody forgot, make a note. Grow Mouse dude to talk UVA. We'll hit okay, him up. Deal. Um, okay, moving on. Thanks for the dank nug, Lone Wolf here. Did we have uh did we have anything about the author? We always encourage you guys. It just says Lone Wolf Gross. It's all good. Lone Wolf uh, Gross. <laughs> he doesn't need nothing from nobody. 
grow talk question, man, I don't know. I had a teacher in high school, right? That's like, uh, he was a science teacher and he'd always talk about, he's like, man, when I retire, I'm going to go move out to Colorado. And this is when I lived in Missouri, right? Buy a cabin in the woods in the middle of fucking nowhere and just get away from everybody. And that's then, like, the guy that's hung, that's he hung, hung, hung out with, he did? Two years later, like two years later. I mean, I'm not saying you can't live out in the middle of nowhere, but be careful what you wish for. Sometimes like, neighbors and things can be good or really bad but wait he did kill himself i yes and it wasn't probably just because he moved out into the middle of nowhere but i think also <laughs> being alone when you don't have other humans to bounce ideas or vibes or anything off of you can go crazy easier yeah you can get, in, you can get into your own demons maybe a little easier i mean i guess dude you know, there's a reason why the worst punishment they could give you in the worst jail in the world is to leave you by yourself. Solitary confinement, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that. I've yeah, seen different documentaries. Oh, I was down there for two months. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Although, I don't mind for limited amounts of time. I don't mind being left alone with my thoughts. I can usually occupy, play a little <laughs> TV inside my head, you know? I feel you. I feel three you. gallon to... or five gallon buckets. Hmm. At 36 hours on that. Notice bottle, water bottle. I'm drinking out of always screw on lid anytime by the computer. Guru's rule is always have it at a lower surface. I think. Right. Have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah low, it, it, right it is. Now. It is all about planes when it comes to expensive electronics and drinks. The drink is always on a lower plane than the electronics because when water falls into the electronics is when things go bad real yeah, fast. Kind of freaking I, out here. This whole screw top approved for same same plane. Okay. How about coconut water? Is that any better? Going into uh, electronics. All right, Let's grow talk. Kind of question one. Nine plants in a two by two here is what we got. Question number one, posted by two by two growing. And if you guys want to take a minute for the podcasters listening, this is a great one to go check out the video show. This is beautiful training, uh, a nice irrigation system and showing what you can do. Uh, narration on here says, this is my sixth grow now, currently growing in a two by two by four and a half, damn, I mean, four and a half foot tall grow tent using rainbow nutrients and my first cocoa run. What I've size bags are those? What's that? What size bags are those? That's amazing. If it's a two foot by two foot, those have got to be what? Six inch bags each? They're ones or twos. You might say, I thought they're ones. Here, let's see. I've always been fascinated with the idea of pulling huge yields in a small space and pushing my limits as a grower. I also really like pheno hunting as well. After building my drip system so that I could leave for a vacation, I decided this could be the perfect way to grow more plants without having to hand water. Not sure what came over me, but the next thing I knew, I had nine seedlings. Oh, these are all from seed. That's even more impressive. It's uh, the, going. I was yeah. gonna say it, it's the only way you can do this training method. And it like it has a name. It's called the Nug Buckets Mainlining method. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but seeds are the only way that you have symmetrical uh, like nodal growth on the plant. So that uh you have nodes where there's uh two branches coming off of each one side by Got side it. with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, really indicative. When you see that, you know that it's from seed because uh, as soon as a clone starts to grow or the plant matures and you clip a clone off of it, it started alternating um, its nodes instead of having them side by side with each other at that point. Is that just dicots? Do know that? That. Yeah, that, that's just a, a dioecious plant thing. A very oh, cool. Very good information. 
Um, hey, you can put as many. I was trying to see if I could figure out like the Dutch table method was putting them in a three inch or four inch rock wool cube and just putting them right next to each other just like this. So you could definitely have success with this. And this, I really consider these like hydroponics. This, I know he's in Pro Mix. This is a similar setup to what I'm running. Right. He's using no, he's in Coco. Oh, it is cocoa with Prolite? So Perfect. Yeah, it basically is yeah. what I'm doing. He's uh, using Floriflex instead of Hydrolox, which it's a very similar system. Um, super easy to dose and know how much water you're putting out. And you just got to water multiple times a day, like on a schedule. So this is my question. All right. Uh, fast forward. He's now week one of flower growing in one gallons and mainlined all nine plants for four colas each. My question is, do you guys think I went too far in terms of growing too many plants and tops? Definitely will have to defoliate a lot and have plenty of air exchange this run, but I'm concerned there's maybe too much going on, especially with the different phenotypical traits. Thanks, guys. Love tuning in with y'all, man. So the canopy right looks, first picture, solid full. I mean, it doesn't looks look right full. to I'm, me, man. Yeah. I'm concerned about the second picture. I mean, that shit is tight, man. A lot of... Pull some I mean, leaves that, out, man. That, that very out. easily can be not tight, too. So there's, uh, like, the reason for doing these heavy defoliations and getting more light. Well, one, is just getting more light down to the canopy. Two, it's uh, inhibiting the shade avoidance response from the plant. Um, when you have a big canopy like this up top, uh, it is absorbing most of the 660 nanometer light or the red light that's in the lights. There's a little bit of infrared that's in there that... Uh, is not super photosynthetically active, so it kind of bounces around down. Uh, the 660 does not. So in the lower canopy, you end with a much higher uh, like phytochrome state where your PR to your PFR is all out of whack, and that makes the plant stretch uh, those bottom buds up way more, um, where if you thin them out, you can get them to just stack on each other. So realistically, every fan leaf that's not like uh, in the top like inch of a bud side I would realistically we'd probably go ahead and strip out of here um, and then do it again like day 21 um, just to thin out the plant, make sure that uh, your internodal spacing is a little bit better and uh, you maximize the amount of bud that you're going to get from this really small space. It's cool. I'm kind of doing the same thing in a five by five. Like I have a ridiculous amount of tops in there just because I'm going for uh, like the highest grams per square foot that I can in there. Um, and I just want to, I just want to see. So yeah, dude, keep two by two growing. Keep us in the loop, dude. That's a, I think that's gonna be pretty sweet. Thanks for the comments. I farted in sunny Victoria. And then I really want to highlight this too. Uh, cause we never really talked about this on here. This is the, like the nug buckets mainlining style. It's a known one. If you're growing from seed, it is a way to not scrog, get really even canopies and really even hormone distribution between your different tops that are there. We can go over it real quick if you guys want to check it out. I would love to. Sir. Like, uh, and, and, it, and it ends up, the plants just look, I don't know, there's something beautiful about symmetry. Like people with symmetrical sure. faces are just generally regarded as more beautiful than people without it. Thank you, girl. Um, wasn't meant as a compliment. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you can end up with some really cool looking plants doing it this way. <clears throat> so yeah, check it out. You, uh, It's a lot easier to do from seed. You can do it from clone, but it ends up you plant management becomes a little bit harder because you have to slow down one side to get the other to catch up to it to kind of make it seem symmetrical. Right. But when you do it from seed, you end up with uh, like that's a traditional uh, stem and then one that's mainline. And the, the cool point of this is that every single top 
will have very close to the exact same distance to the roots right. as every other top. Sure. So they all get super even hormone distribution throughout the plant. There's not one top that's getting uh, way more auxins and gibberellins than the other one. They all get distributed evenly because their distance to the root zone and the distance uh, like water or their vascular system has to move. Uh, is all the exact same. So uh, it is, I've done this a couple times. It works really well. Wow. It is a cool technique to do. It just takes some extra time uh, and you can get almost the same result by scrogging plants out too. But if you want to have a really cool looking under canopy that's all symmetrical and pretty, this is definitely uh, a, a, a technique I suggest. This is interesting. I have no clue, but he came up with this and it's pretty cool and it's been around for a while. Just like Hempy, Hempy and Nug should hang out. Oh my God, they're roommates, man. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Two by two growing, keep us in the loop. That's pretty sweet. Uh, that, that symmetrical style is is nice to look at. It's nice to look at. A beautiful. All right, I got a good comment. DDC producer Kip says, "I'm just getting into week three of flower. Before I flipped them, I took cuts off them and labeled them." So wanted to preserve some genetics, you know, before I go to blooms, take some cuts, don't have any more seed. So let's put them in a propagation dome with the heat mat underneath. And I'm lighting it with a small single two foot T5 bulb. Thinks it's like 32 watts. They're all rooted two weeks after the cup and cup method. Thanks, Banner. Wasn't that, didn't Banner do a video with you about the cup and cup method? Uh, could be. I know that's why I like Banner and um, Jaron, the guys that convinced me to start doing it that way. What's the, the quick breakdown on the cup and cup? Uh, you take one cup and you put, no, <laughs> you use a two solo cups. You take the clear solo cup, either plant your seed in it or, uh, you know, put your clone in there. Then you put that in inside of like a red solo cup. And the idea is that the red one or the colored one blocks the light. And then you can always evaluate the roots by picking it up and looking at it. You have to put holes in both the solo cups, by the way. But it's a cool like intermediary stage from when out of the cloning chamber to becoming like a nice bedger, you know, a little eight inch plant or something like that. It's cool. It doesn't take much space up. If you are on YouTube, just search cup and cup dude grows and you will find the easiest way to clone cannabis cup and cup cloning method there you go it's all coming back to me now we did do one didn't we yes and don't worry it's only six minutes long you guys hey. can handle it i must have not talked very much <laughs> banner's wearing a dead shirt of course um not of course i shouldn't label him just as that but he totally looks like the guy that should be wearing that shirt right <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Okay, let's let's move on here. Uh after I slowly acclimate them to ambient humidity in my space, they're now they're in now. Will this light be enough to keep them healthy? I plan on gifting them to my friends for their outdoor gardens this year. But since my grow tents on 1212, I have nowhere to veg them. Just this two foot 36 inch or 36 watt bar. So he has seven cuts that survive. They're under the T5. I'm not worried about growing them up too much. Just want to keep them alive. Thanks for the reply, dude. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Uh, it's not currently, but I'm enjoying. Cheers. So this What's is keeping the, plants like this is too early and we should talk. It's time to consider what your outdoor plans are, where you're going to grow, when you're going to start and what genetics you're going to use. We're getting sure. closer to spring. Uh, when spring first start initially, is it April 1st? Is it supposed to be? Isn't it around the 15th? I don't fucking know, man. I didn't know if there was an official day. Um, I guess when Mother Nature tells you. 
I don't know about that. It's freaking snowed in June a couple of years ago. Uh, just <laughs> just a quick Google. The yes, first day of spring is Sunday, March 20th. March 20th. So it's coming up, and daylight savings time is switching, and the sun is going to set after Oh, yeah, this seven. Sunday. Jeez, that is what I'm after. Dude, it was setting at like four something for a while, was it not? Here, here in the front range, where like it's not when the sun actually sets on the horizon, it's when yeah. it sets behind the mountains. Yeah. Yeah, middle of winter, it is like 4.15, it's dark. It's weird. And like dark, dark. I'm excited for summertime. Hell Yo, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, girls be dressing less in there, something, something, something. Little, little summer, shout out there. Summer, summertime. That's right, man. <laughs> so you can do a lot. You have options here, Kip. Obviously, keeping these seven plants under a two-foot-long T5 bar, it's not going to be enough light to I, I keep them going and growing, but you're not trying to do that. You just want them to be alive enough to like be like, here's a nice little solo cup plant for you to take outside this summer. But here's um, the problem with that, man, is they don't grow. They There's not enough light to penetrate anything but the top couple inches of that plant. So you're really only just growing the top couple inches of that plant. You either got to keep them really squat or why not just get like a, you know, an LED light or something like that. You can get an LED shop light that would deliver more, uh, more par. You know, if you, you could pick it. up another light, a, per, a nice light would be even a, like these down here, that are the 65 watt HLGs, man. They're, they're, that would be great for that. You're going to have a nice little almost uh, two by two veg area. But we're got, keep in mind, we're not trying to grow these as production or as sure. going to flower plants right now. So what about the thought of if he's got them, the seven of them under this two foot light and then they, when they, and the lights, like you said, right on them. So they don't stretch much. You, you just continue to top them. You don't keep them that happy. You're giving them a little bit of the neglect on purpose. So, cause you don't need them to go quickly. You can under, you know, give them a little bit less nutrition. And then when they're ready to go out, which man, depending on where you're at, you don't need to go outside. Like you could go outside. I think you went outside mid June in Colorado. Uh, yeah. Before, like with small yeah. plant, like right, mm -hmm. not that big of plants last year. Yeah. And you can turn a one gal into a huge plant quickly outside. So keep in mind, I don't know how big your buddies can grow plants. Um, but if there's no options to get cuts again of these genetics, because for me, I would have done this a little bit later if, if he had the option, um, just neglect them a little. Use that T5. Is there a window you could rotate them to every once in a while to get a little natural light as well? Let me look at T5 up? is such old technology. I'm trying to see like, even like a, here you go, Guru, help me out with this, man. I'm looking at like a 40 watt, it's an eight foot T8 LED. Just some, some Home Depot type of thing for 30 bucks. Is that going, a 40 watt LED, that's going to deliver a lot more uh oh yeah there you go that that's gonna deliver here let me pull these up it's gonna deliver a lot more light than the compact fluorescent that you're using um i'm these aren't i mean i don't know what diodes are using right, but, but i'm just almost guarantee they're not 301bes or something like that that's in the hlg well and since we're not but looking it for... is definitely more light than the fluorescent that you're so using you, currently so. so meaning you just go to home depot buy something for 30 40 bucks and it will be more light than uh an actual t5 or a t8 yeah, and they're they're like replacement tubes too, where like you can literally run it in your fixture that you already have. I think that's what you were just quoting the price on was tube only, replacement tube. You need still need a fixture for that LED T8 or whatever right. it is. I just wonder if but, I could replace, we could just replace it with an LED and just get a little more. Broad. You know, I always think of that as like double the light for the same amount of wattage. I agree, and we're recommending shit from Home Depot and whatnot, guys, because he's just 
trying to have these plants go for a little bit before he gifts them out. It's not, we're not, we're not trying to recommend a performance garden right. grow light right now, if you will. Guru's um, growing up, man. He was telling me, he's like, I'm buying things once. What'd you tell me, man? He's like, I I like to buy the right thing the first time now, instead of buying like three or four things incrementally stepping right. up to the right thing. Uh, that's spending way more money than just getting the right thing the first time. So well, yeah. you can't always afford the right thing. Man, no, that so. is true. Yeah. But I agree. Touche. So yes, my son, perfect example. He he needed a new wheel set for his dirt jumper. When you're when you're riding your, your dirt jumping, your rear wheel is always under the most stress. You case it, you come up short, you're hitting it, you're under a lot of stress. So I'm like, shit, man, I'll get you. He's like, dude, dad, these one wheels, the we are ones, it's almost it's nineteen hundred dollars for a set. But <laughs> it's like they don't they they won't break and no it doesn't matter it's a no questions asked warrant like they take care of you can't like he ride no with a broken wheel though i mean he needs a dude i wheels. told him we can't afford that shit so we bought the 600 dollars wheel set and 30 days later he's got it dented and crushed your sternum yeah good now we bought a used we are one for a thousand granted for the people listening that think i'm crazy this is like my kid's main gig you know i always try to facilitate that but yeah it is an example of buying huge ranch you'll buy things three times before you're like shit i wasted my money and that goes for grow equipment too this is a grow talk show we did you just mentioned um led light when you're buying an led light for your grow you might run that bad boy for eight years so yeah, buy the high end shit, buy the nice diodes, buy the good warranty, buy the company that takes care of you. So, hundred twenty bucks, you can get a looks like an eight foot hundred watt bar from Horticultural Lighting Group, man. Nice, yeah, it's a good option. And it's always good to have a few backup lights around. I definitely do, uh, depending on if you would need them or not. All right, keep us in the loop, Kip. I've definitely seen. Shout out Cairo. He'll rotate through some genetics. Like he'll keep a. Like a little, I don't know if I'll call it a mom and a one gallon bag. I just, I don't need that plant for a while, but I don't want to lose it. So let me just put it in the corner of the grow room, barely take care of it. And then when I need it for genetics, I'll transplant it, bring it back alive, get it real happy. You can do that. It's a grow style. I've got them sitting there. I was waiting to do my two by four tent project and I've been delayed. I needed a couple more pieces of equipment. Actually, I got my light that just came in, a little 200 watt AC infinity light. But um, I was waiting to do that, man. And I've got clones. I can go grab them if you want for what's going on in my grow. But they're fucking this big in the solo cup. They're this big. And they're starting to look like shit. You know, they're starting to really suffer. How much of that is the legginess or leaves? Hopefully they're not stretched that big. No, I'll show them to you, man. Because I put them under good light, man. I got uh, 160. Are they clones or seedlings? Uh, Clones. You got some seedlings started. I guess I should ask this question shortly. Yeah, all good, man. All good. <laughs> we got what's going in our grows coming up for the next grower question. Remind you guys to go to dogrows.com forward slash buds. Get some grow tips, man. Not only grow tips, the top five. Because if it's a listicle, it's more powerful, my friends. Wow. <laughs> you know, if it's a negative listicle, it's even more powerful. The top five things you never want to do while growing weed. And that is interesting Labor how much. they pull you in. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, all right, I'll stay focused here. Top five grow tips we put together, Guru, Scotty, and myself, uh, just for a little guide to do a little audit in your grow. If you're new to growing, great to check out. Dogrows.com forward slash buds. We'll hook you up with some good information, guys. Check it out. Um, 
Yeah, when you start to understand marketing a little bit more, it's like sad sometimes browsing around oh like God, just dude. different things. I don't know. They, I still get like cruise ship rooms will pay you to fill or like fucking, I don't know, shit that they just try forever. Yeah, I got one this morning where it's just like your automotive warranty has expired. This is your last warning to have it reinstated. And I just turned to Rowdy Rick and I'm like, does this work on anybody? Like it must work on <laughs> yes. somebody because they keep like the lights on at the play store that does the robo calls. Um, but like, fortunately, there is still a significant demographic of the population that maybe even has landlines that are elderly. And they're like, oh, my God, my car warranty. Is, thank you for calling. Is that all it is. You know what? It's so sad because that's what it is. They just want to talk to anybody, don't they? God, I should entertain that call next time. Just. See what it's about. Dude, I'm telling you, just start talking in Spanish. And they'll be like, all right, I'm just going to hang up. I don't know, man. Next grower question. Sex seed. Sex seed. Posted by Mr. Nice Guy. Seems like a boat. Name for a boat that would be like in Miami Beach, no? The sex sex. (laughs) Miami Beach. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right, so this is by Mr. Nice Guy and talking about environmental factors here, depending on does it influence the, the sexier seed? Dudes, open. can you answer me a question about regular seeds? Yes. If you have a regular seed, is the sex of the plant predetermined or does the environmental factor come into equation? Here's an All example. Right. Hey, hang on, I got a time out at this point in the question. I'm like, oh, this one's easy, man. You know, it's DNA and it's the seed is predetermined and all that stuff. And then, but keep on reading. This one is very intriguing. It got me Googling. We had two uh, grows started from regular seeds. All came off the same plant. Wait, we had two grows started from regular seed. All came off the same plant. Okay, one grow, one of the grows went through more stress while young, underwatered. The plants that went through more stress had higher male to female ratio unrelated to plants but uh, just for being interesting here when a reptile and i didn't know this shit lays eggs the temperature or environment helps determine the species sex could this be the same case with plant genetics or am i just too high thank you for taking the time to read the question you guys are awesome love the show thank you and contact me for some syndrome cross with super skunks s1 at trial scotty happy growing okay a deal. I'm looking at pictures here, by the way, of your flower. Um, yeah, we had to do some research on this and figure out. I think it to me, it makes I think it could make sense that, yeah, an environmental stress. I think environmental stresses don't help determine sex even in humans, but I think environmental stresses, depending on what phase a woman, what phase a woman is pregnant, what uh is phase the right word. Yeah, no, phase I, of I, the just, just, I need to stop this right here. Yes. Um straight up with people. It is at the moment of conception. It is either XX or XY. There's no like nothing. It's 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 concrete. It's one or the other. They're male or the female. Um, That's not politically correct, Guru. Yeah, whatever. Um, with plants, they can have hermaphroditic tendencies, um, and that is a genetic thing. But they are either XX or XY at the moment the pollen uh, pollinates the female plant. It's it's it, the sex of that seed is set. The moment uh, it's the why, pollen pollinates it. Yep, it's why feminized seeds are it, it, that science works, and they're predominantly feminized seeds. Right, there can be some hermaphroditic tendencies in there. Right, but 
the regardless of how it expresses itself, the plant is either male or female. Um, there, there's, there's no like. And does it get that from the pollen? It gets the sex from the. Yeah, the the sex from the the pollen. Yeah, the because the female, the egg is always an X. Right. Um, coming from the female, the male can be X or Y. But if that male was a female that you tricked to express itself as a male, then it's just X, and all the seeds that come from it are feminized. That's how feminized seeds works. Okay. No, he's talking about a bearded dragon or like central bearded dragon. That's a little bit different. Right. It uh. It can uh, alter, it doesn't change its genes. So like it stays either male or female, right. but it can express itself different, differently based off of temperature. Like temperature stresses oh, are able to let it uh, switch sexes. So kinda, but no. It, it At the moment that those two, the egg and the, the sperm come together, it's either male or it's female. So Can I bring some political correctness here? aside? Miami Beach, I went, bro. I had to Google. And Sensi, this is give credit to SensiSeeds.com. It says, generally speaking, in mammals, sex is determined at birth. We just went over this with no influence on physical sex developed by developmental conditions. For example, even under stressful circumstances, a female reproductive organ won't turn into male reproductive organ. However, this does occur in cannabis. Therefore, the genetic makeup of the seed cannot be the sole factor involved in determining the sex of marijuana plants. It is for this reason that some cannabis growers place more importance on growing conditions under extreme or poor growing conditions as the main objective of this plant or under extreme or poor conditions. There is a predominance of male plants there. This is not so far fetched as the main objective of the cannabis plant is to procreate. Essentially, a male plant can grow under adverse conditions as a defense mechanism of the cannabis plant as one male can pollinate hundreds of female plants. All right. So there. So we're saying in general, under stressful situations, and I tried to get a hold of Roster Jeff, we should get some breeder input on this. You're going to get more male seeds is what I'm hearing. I don't doubt it, man. I mean, but that's but it's still determined. I think what Guru's saying is still determined at the at at, at inception, how it is, how it expresses itself. Uh, does not change its genetic makeup. It has to have that predisposition to hermaphroditic tendencies to begin with. Right. I really hope we don't get pulled off of, or get this, this a strike for this episode. Jesus. Could happen. Right. Uh, it has yeah. in the past. Um, but it 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 can express itself differently if it has those tendencies. Some plants are rock solid and don't have those tendencies. And even if you hit it with like light interruptions in flower. It's just going to revert to veg. It's not going to start popping uh, nanners on it or anything like that. So it really comes down to the strength of the genetics and resiliency of them. You agree or disagree with the fact that, not the fact, but that they're suggesting a garden that undergrows more stress than not will create more male seeds. Mm, I would have to look at some white papers to make a determination (laughs) on that one. How about we let's ask Uh, as as far as I I know, no, it it doesn't because the... The it expressing itself differently is a genetic predisposition. Um, it being XX or XY is like concrete. Like there's no uh, that changes after a certain point. Um, the pollen that hit that egg was either XX or it was XY. There's no no in between there. 
And dude, I just want to say, just because he is the all-knowing grow guru doesn't mean that we can't learn from our friends. So absolutely, with, with Duke Diamond, Rasta Jeff, those folks have so much more experience than us. So absolutely, let's let's reach out. I didn't to know them. it was all-knowing. I thought it was just grow that's, guru. That's my point, though, is he's not. He comes out with answers and he does, you know, but uh, I would want to get, uh, you know, other breeders who've been doing this for a long time, their opinions on this as well. And I'm sure Guru would as well. His real name's Sean. He's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we'll reach out to our resources. And both those cats are actually due back on the show. Forget to get to reno your breeder. So we should hang out with uh, Ross and Jeff here. Soon, Very cool. What's going on? It just I, it got me googling because we need more info on this because I remember back in the voodoo days, the bro science days, when GH three part was the only thing at the grow store. They had something called Sensi Soak. I'm sorry, they had uh, Dynagro there too. But Sensi Soak, and it was this little bottle. Of course, it was 10 or 15 bucks. And it was supposed to give you more female seeds, man. I always wondered what the hell was going on there. Sensi Soak. Sensi Soak, yeah. I'm telling you, it was like a one ounce bottle, for probably 15 bucks, and probably complete bullshit. But. Word, I'm going to tell you all about Recharge here. Realgrowers.com. Recharge, if you guys want to inoculate your, any, I mean, any of the media you're in, you can be inoculated with microbes, beneficial bacteria, trichoderma, humix, fulvix, kelps, molasses, mm-hmm. aminos. I think I nailed yes. it. got it all. And the it's complete just, package. Don't forget, they are L-amino acids. Whoa. They have to be in that L form to be plain available. Otherwise, they just sit in the soil. So. These are just words, man. Uh Using soil microbes really helps your plant grow. These The soil, the reason it's soil is because it's filled with life. And a lot of times when you get your soil, I get air quotes around it from the grow store, it's not filled with life. So by adding a bunch of beneficials to it, it's bacteria and fungi, uh, you're able to really kind of kick that soil into gear and get it uh, solubilizing and processing nutrition. Uh, works really well with the roots. The microbes and the roots work in symbiosis together so the more you get them together the more nutrient exchange you got and blammo man all of a sudden your plants look great you can learn more realgrowers.com a dudegrows.com from the ddc that's been using recharge for many many years if hey, you mind i just got to show some love man i was i started doing i'm working on an faq for grow dots and i started just doing some research and uh looking on dudegrows.com looking on the dude grows patreon for all the grow dots information and just talk that's been out there and there's just been so much really good product testing going on the dgc has uh just really helped me greatly so i just want to say thank you very much to everyone that uh, early adopters of grow dots the folks that tested the mondo with me and uh psyched to see a lot of really dank bud out there man so psyched to, to have this it's a product launch man i feel so square but uh we've been <laughs> launching this thing for about a year now and uh it's been going great man really psyched to see that uh that people are having positive results Hell yeah. You up in Canada, dudesworld.ca. <coughs> Ivory Genetics Recharge kicking over there for you Canadians. And uh, yeah, let's. Oh, Amazon Prime, <coughs> if you are Amazon shopper, when you'd like just to push the buy now, get it to me tomorrow, damn it. Uh, Real right. Growers Recharge. Yes. Check it out. Grow Talk Question Three Twisted Leaves Part Two, posted by Twisty McJoints. 
Make sure we show the twisted leaves pick part one, of course, because they're a little gnarly here while I read. It says, what's up, DGC? I may have uncovered the reason for my twisty leaves, but I need your input. Last night I watered. After a couple of fat rosin dabs, I found myself staring into the soil like I was going to ask me a question or like it was going to ask me a question. And I saw quick break there. That's a good time to toke, man. Burning or just standing in the grow room when you think everything's done. You're about to leave, like, take a minute. I've definitely found it like, ooh, what can I improve in here? What am I not looking at? Or what am I missing? And had these moments. So staring into the soil, I saw some tiny movement, super tiny mite looking fuckers. And the only two I have twisting up and the only two plants, he has other plants that aren't twisting up. After some research and more staring, I'm pretty sure I have root aphids. They seem to be only in the pots of the twisted ones. So this is pretty telling, but I would still confirm, you know, verify, most, identify, and most verify. Definitely get a confirmation of the infection because it could be like another potential thing that this could be um, is that those are fungus gnats and they have been a vector for some type of plant viroid too. Uh, is a potential possibility. This does seem uh, like with the added information we have that this is probably root aphids. But if it's if you uh, go and identify everything, you can't find a single aphid right. and they're all fungus gnats, then I would start thinking that this is a plant viroid that's uh, gotten passed between these two plants. From the, Here comes from the, dude's uh, pro insects. tip, man. I like Ooh. to say that like I think I'm pro. Why aren't there already, like we all should have, and I know not everybody does, but if you have one yellow sticky trap, even cut in half, so it's only like, uh, you know, a couple inches and then folded so it sits right on top of your soil. You can lift right. it up when you water or whatever. You can, if you, if that's the easiest way for him to have identification right now. He's going to catch things on that card. Obviously, if you've already seen things moving. Super easy then to lift it up, have that bug trapped right in front of your ass with a loop or whatever microscope you're using to make sure we say the roof, the root aphids got the twin pipes out the back kind of thing. Sure. You can find tons of good images. Uh, shit, just search dude grows root aphids, go to dudegrows.com, put root aphids in the search bar. That's what I'll tell you to do for a shit ton of information, but identify them to make sure that's what you're dealing with. Since they seem to be only on the pots with the twisted leaves. I am a way I wait. I'm away. I feel good that I've scouted successfully and found what I think might be the problem. My questions are now that I have established they're in there, how do you kill these pieces of shit? This is obviously the anger coming out after identifying the plant you've worked with for a while. Um, my head is spinning looking at all the different info and what to do. If you can kill them, should I look into look on the others for spread? Yes, you should. Or do they or do they spread? Yes, they do spread. Is this something that is going to follow me all the way to the end, or is there an immediate solution? And will my babies recover? Okay, a lot of questions. Guru, you want to do your quick re regime, a regimen? So yeah, I got something too, yeah. I'll go ahead and Scott, you can go first if you like. Chuck them. Chuck them and start <laughs> okay. over again, man. That's once you've identified for sure, you're for sure. It don't matter, man. Those things aren't deep enough in the flower. You can redo that over again in two, three weeks, man. So don't fight them. Uh, clean everything, sterilize it, get yourself, don't take any clones from any of that stuff. I wouldn't even, but uh, I would chuck those plants and yeah dude what if this is some sick phenotype man that creates the most wicked ever that then uh that would i would recommend getting in touch with a tissue culture lab if you're in a legal right. state that that's an option and get them a, a sample let them clean it up for you get you back a, a plantlet and go from there that is 
kind of expensive. So my regime for this, first things first, <laughs> the two plants that you have positively identified them on or are having negative effects on the plant right. you can visually see, bag them up, throw them away, uh, clean the area in your tent as best as you can. Um, now we've got a decision to make. You have these other plants in here that aren't showing symptoms, but they've been exposed uh, to these the, the same pests that these other plants are. Um, you have an uphill battle ahead of you if you decide to try and com combat them. Right. Um, if you could decide that it's just not worth your time, it's going to be an, a, a big increase in the amount of time in the garden and spent in the garden combating these along with all the other stuff right. you have to do in the garden. Um, it's a business decision. Do, I, I do you want to do you want to take that on or not? Uh, that's up to you as the grower. Um, it, it's it, it's going to be a different decision for everybody. Would you dare to take clones from the, the plants that look good but have root, have root aphids, or would you just dust everything, man? If you're if you're gonna throw stuff away, throw it. Well just it throw throw it away. Start over, right. fresh and clean. Bleach everything. Uh, do that now. If you decide you want to fight them, um, and you've already gotten rid of the two worst culprits that definitely had them, um, and they are disposed of. You've, you've got you're going to spend some money doing this. Uh, so first things first, you want to knock down whatever population is in the root zone. So some type of pyrethrum, I recommend Evergreen. It's just a the best bang for the buck um, it's as far as concentration though, and dosage. It doesn't come in five dollar doses though. You know no, what I mean, I mean what forty fifty bucks. I think you I think you're going to spend forty bucks on a bottle of that. Right. Um, and that will act as a really good uh, chemical knockdown on them um, from the chrysanthemum flowers. Then. Uh, you go ahead and, and hit them with some type of antifeed, neem, azadiractin, something like that. That's going to uh, weaken the bugs themselves, not necessarily kill them, but weaken them and make them more susceptible to other things. Hey, hey do your plants like it when you put neem on the roots? I find that they don't like it very much. Man. They can deal with it and they'll like it more than they like having root aphids on their roots. My so, point is these are already messed up, you know, softened up from root And they're going to be held up for like 10 days at least. I'm, I'm just trying to, if someone wants to fight them, I... I Personally, me, I would just start over. Kill start, everything. Over start over again. If you positively identify root aphids in there, it's not, to me, not worth the time and effort it's going to take to get like an all right harvest. And I st still might not win. They are not the easiest thing to take care of. Um, so, yeah, hit them with the pyrethrum. Hit them with a neem antifeed. Your plants are probably going to be a little pissed off. Uh, do a root drench of Grandivo or. Uh, Bavaria Basana is another great. I'm uh, over a hundred bucks already. Oh, products, I mean, e easily. I'm, I'm, and I preface that that this is it, it is an uphill battle. You will be fighting. Yep. You will have enough of these tools to fight it and use them as preventatives for like years to come yep. if you get the stuff. Um, but yeah, hit them with the Bavaria Basana, the Grandivo, a Venerate, uh, any of those uh, biologicals. Um, solutions are going to work pretty well once the bugs are weakened to this state. And you can manage a population of root aphids doing this. You're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to spend a lot of time and time is money, but you can do it if you want to. It's not uh, recommended. And I personally would just go ahead and toss everything and start right. over from fresh it, seeds, fresh soils, try and identify where they came from too. Did you take clones from someone? Right. Um, did someone who, el who who has a grow too come into your grow? Did you go visit someone else's? Like they came from somewhere. Right. Um, but yeah, I, at, the, at the end of the day, I would probably just kill them instead of going through all of that. Right. Um, or using just Grandivo as a preventative and incorporating thinking. it into your soil just yeah. from the get-go will work too. 
Um, I would recommend that when you start new plants in there. So like that is the one I would definitely get regardless of what you're going to do right, with the garden right. is it will be a really good preventative in the future for them. I think that's uh, so, the best thing. I just real quick think Grand Evo. I don't know how much it is. It's uh give them a shout out. What, who are they again? That is Marone Bioinnovations. Bio yeah. Um, but incorporating that into the, j just your nutrient program or your soil, right? When you start, but what's a, a bag of, a, pack of seeds maybe 80 bucks from rasta jeff I, I, i'm not sure all but right you can get a a pound of grandivo right. for 42 dollars okay the 42 bucks and you spend another 80 bucks at uh, i reach i'm just getting plugging i reach genetics but you buy a pack of strong seeds you feminize seeds you get six of them you're back in biz for 120 bucks you start over again i just need soil and whatnot but with some confidence there. Like I always try to say this, the advice I can give people when they grow, keep the plants growing strong and never let them slow down. That's you get how you get those crazy fucking harvests, man. I'll give you, uh, I like all the advice. I would say, I think he had another two plants at least that weren't exhibiting any symptoms. And if Yet. you don't have, if you can't find any, I mean, you're, you're going to assume anyway that those plants are infected, even if you can't find any root aphids with them. And what are you going to do? You're going to pick up your one that's infected, look at it, and then you're going to go outside and take a shower and then come back in, wash your microscope, you wash your jeweler's loop off with uh, alcohol. No, you're going to go look at the one. You're going to be like, yeah, that one looks okay. Well, you pick up the other one and you're like, fuck, I just spread them. And the big problem with root aphids um, and having them in one part of the grow and thinking they're not in the other is right. their environment. They live in the root zone of the plants within sure. it, all around in the soil. Um, kind of hard to identify until they're actually on the surface, which is when the population has increased a lot. Or you're getting flyers if there's some type of environmental stress. Yeah. They don't always turn to flyers. They can if they right. need to. Um, so yeah. Well, it, what about my 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 customer, just, old grower, old grower Jim? When I worked retail, he's like, I always got about ten percent root aphids. Just keep them at bay. <laughs> I'm not geez. saying that's right. I just right. want to say, if you don't have weed to smoke. And the plants that aren't showing signs, if you want to try and get those to flower, I would go for me, I would do strictly, you guys had mentioned neem, do a more azadiractin uh, soluble, don't drench with neem or neem oil, do it with an azadiractin concentrate. And long, then what's up? How long do you think it's going to take those plants to recover? Oh, you're saying the ones that aren't messed up yet. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get rid of the ones yeah. that are messed up. The ones yeah. that aren't messed up yet. Definitely put down plenty of sticky traps. The question being what I would do next would after I did my as a direct and drench was go to the Bavaria Basana. Guru, do you know about an interval between or a negative correlation, do I say, between using Azadiractin and Bavaria Basana? You know what uh, I mean? Might not play well together. No, zero interactions. They can work just fine together. They okay, do cool. Completely separate modes of action and they don't interfere with each other. So and that being said, then you still have that Bavaria Basana on hand. For when you're moving forward to do some preventative drenches sure. and lastly and I'd if you have real quick when we're talking about bavaria basana i gotta throw out there that for the longest time that was a super expensive product to get because you could pretty much only get it in botanagard wp um bavaria basana is much more widely available now i think you can order it like straight from build a soil a lot of other sources it's really easy and cheap to get your hands on Not um, in Canada. so it is yeah sorry about that um, it, it is a, it is a good tool to have in the toolbox. It is not an expensive one and it is a very effective one. So, um, and that being said, I forgot to mention, if you do have another tent, another veg area, another flower area or something else going, I'd really almost probably rather just get rid of these two. Scotty had mentioned cross-contamination. 
Um, if these are the last two, like you're going to flower these out and then it's summer, summertime, like me, go for it, you know, but it, otherwise, if you have another area going, there is a big chance of cross-contamination and root in green, you just in greenhouse yeah. production, man, you get rid of any obviously diseased material immediately. Well, and they go across the board where I was reading up on implementing some nematodes and things, but that's more of a long-term IPM program than saying you found them and let me throw something on. So like the first part of integrated pest management schemes is mechanical control. If you see a heavily, and Scott's 100% right, in a greenhouse environment, if you see a heavily infected plant, chuck it. Get it out of there before that spreads anywhere else. You've reduced the population the easiest way you can by literally just taking it out of there. Um, and then, throwing, then yeah. you start to incorporate the other parts of pest management schemes. That's the only so. time I had fun killing a plant. That super silver haze that was infected with russets. And it was the middle of winter in Colorado. I was like, hey, deal with that, bitches. Pretty right. sure that'll kill you. Oh, wow. Now now they're just overwintered out in that yard. Stop it. <laughs> Wake up strong and healthy. All right, we're going to talk about our grows. Thanks uh, for that. Twisty McJoints. Let us know. Fill us in on what's going on, dude. Want to take yeah, us before so we pretty, talk about pretty- our I got to say, I'm, I'm reading this bio, Twisted McJoints, free oh, yeah. at last here in Massachusetts, trying to grow the beautiful dank in my basement in whatever space I can find. Not for independence, but for the therapeutics, the beauty, and the challenge. Right on. Wish I could time travel and tell my teenage self that this was possible. I have a dream that one day uh, to, I have a dream that one day we do buy artesian cannabis at every farmer's market in America. Maui Wowie changed my life. Earth could be someone else's somewhere else. Oh, that just reminded Ooh, me. Do you? I like that. Very cool guy. And Twisty, I would be glad to help you uh, grow dank in uh, in your basement. Just uh, participate in the show. Uh, there's seeds that are around and there's so many people that will help you out. I love to grow weed simply. I love to, love to try to help you get the harvest. I really wish I still had Orion or O's uh, Maui Wowie. That was a good one. That was a goodie. You're right. We were spoiled. When somebody <laughs> just comes and hands you four or five crazy cuts, man, it spoils you, you know? You don't get the appreciation well, you should. Uh, let's take it to the pros list, man. Let's figure out what we got going on. I com. What's that? I see uh, Superhero Overgrow, man. Overgrow, man. <laughs> dudegrows.com forward slash pros is where you can find all these guys today. I did want to feature Dinesh from Optic Foliar, OG DGC, um, and his product. He has a range of products. He has concentrates uh, that can make up this overgrow if your garden's bigger than are ready to use, but transport everything. I like the overgrow. It's a good introduction to what he has going on as far as foliar feeding your plants. Sure. Um, getting their nice, all your micros, MPK, a little bit of B vitamins, amino acids. If your garden is maxed, you're like, what else can I do? And it doesn't have to be if it's maxed. Fuller feeding is a great way to help your plants perform. Sometimes there's issues in the root zone. You want to be able to fuller feed to help correct deficiencies. Sure. So Optic Fuller has solutions for that. Or if you already have your own product, you're like, look, I love Fuller Spray and Kelp. I use Neem every once in a while. I use Dr. Zymes or uh, Green Cleaner, all these different products out there. Transport helps you use those products at a more efficient rate, as well as getting it into the mesophilic layer and spraying with the lights on and not having to spray the underside of leaves. So tons of benefits when you're using the transport product. What's up? (laughs) How far away do you think you are from having Russell brand hair? 
I don't, it'll I think be, it's getting close, man. It'll be uh, it'll be chopped. We'll talk about it, man. We'll talk about it in Wake and Bakes. I'll tell you about my hair plan. And I heard about beards growing in stages, which I don't know if I believe. We'll talk about it. It'll His be hair fascinates me, man. Fascinates me. Sorry, that's uh, all I can think about. That and, that and uh, Dinesh. You think he uh, asked if somebody could make him look more like a superhero? And that's, that's where the uh, overgrow <laughs> guy came from. <laughs> We just did hook up a bunch of Optic Foliar just in the DDC producers, so thanks for that, Dinesh. He loves to hook up local grow stores, guys, to get you all trying out some Optic Foliar. So check out opticfoliar.ca, which means it's Canadian official. Dinesh is local to me here. And, uh, yeah, the pros list, dogrows.com forward slash pros. If you're looking for some other products for your grow, DDC vetted and coupon code approved, if that makes sense. No, not, it doesn't. But not really. If you put it in the right order, it kind of would if you flip flop it. But I guess you could right. say coupon code approved, <laughs> not denied, approved. What's going on in our grows? You're pushing the limits of pH. Why are you pushing the limits of pH? Because I'm trying to see how lazy you can grow, and I got I actually got uh, slapped um, because uh, yeah, I had like pH of like eight. It was it was between eight and nine. They had changed my water reservoir. I'd seen things kind of going going weird, man. When pH my leaves are like curling up, almost like over fertilization. And specifically, and that combined with a lot of calcium and magnesium deficiencies, yeah, going on, yeah. is fairly indicative of like there's a, oh, it's a pH high it's, pH swing. Absolutely, man. I was trying to see how, if I how much that the nutrient, how much recharge would buffer it. And what I found out was was that um, when you use the sip pots, I was kind of thinking about this at six a.m. this morning in bed, man. When you when you use the, I'm sure there's a meme for that. When you use the sip buckets, though, it's sitting in that water, and now that my sip buckets are working really well, it's pulling from that water. So if that water is eight point oh, those roots are constantly being bathed in eight point oh water, as back before. I was pouring water on the top of it. A, I was putting recharge in almost all the time because the sip buckets weren't sipping correctly. So I was having the top water. So I was top watering. So when that 8.0 or 8.0 or 8.5 pH water goes into that soil, it's not just sitting in water. It's in the soil and there's reactions that are happening there. So I've got a recommendation for you. Yes, sir. Um, It's not going to be the... I mean, it might make it a little bit more complicated. Let the pots dry back. So like let that reservoir empty and it empty out the bottom and then let them dry a little bit and sure. then water and recharge and then fill your reservoir. Um, it, it's just beneficial for the plants to have that dry back. Right. Um, it allows you to get recharge in there and it get fully absorbed. And then you, you get to let the, the higher pH water back in there. And it concerned. should buffer it a lot better. We'll, we'll fuck with it. But I'm concerned that it's going to – I've got huge, like, beautiful roots just growing right into that water. If I let that dry, those roots are going to die, man. Now it's, all, it's completely dark in there, right? You know, I'll do, I'll do some experiments, man. It shouldn't die. I'm, sc- I'm scared of the dry back. It'll stay moist in there, like moist enough for those roots to stay alive because it's a sealed up, closed, dark room that used to have water in it. It'll be higher humidity in there. And it's not like letting them dry back completely, but uh, it will handle it just fine and you'll get higher performance from it. I'll almost guaranteed. What, that's why I got two buckets on a controller, man. This mess with I'm it. pretty sure, um, I forgot the name of the damn systems. The sub-irrigation planner, same concept that Jeremy's using over Build-A-Soil. Sip. Sip. Uh, he, uh, auto yeah, pots you talking about? No, 
they're um, the same style. They have a, a bottom area, res area, uh-huh. where, um, yeah, I don't know at what frequency, if it's still called dryback, but yeah, that style, he says, was requiring just a little bit of a dry period for peak performance or to potentially not have some issues. They use earth boxes are the ones Thank that you. Sort of recommends. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm playing with, you know, I've always been playing with that. I We definitely had the dryback. Even last time I had dryback going. Uh, this time I'm trying to play with just a, a consistent, very shallow amount of water in there. And we'll see. So far, so good. But we'll see. What's your goal? Your goal? I mean, all this quote. What, you be playing, Scotty, I guess, is to have something dialed in to recommend where, like you said, you like to be able to just be able to grow as, as easy as possible. My goal is to say to somebody, hey, look, you can grow. You know, go get yourself a 2 by 4 tent, AC Infinity fan. And if you want to build these buckets, or I'll show you how to build them. It's really easy. But we, you don't have to be an expert in watering. Just make sure that the reservoir is filled. You'll be fine. Uh, you don't have to be uh, just trying to take everything away from them. You don't have to have, be some electrician to hook it up. You just hang a light up and plug it in. You know, if you can take away things, you don't have to worry about pHing. Don't worry. You don't have to get your test kit or your probe and your acid and your base solution. All that scares people. You know, you don't have to have five bottles of fertilizer because you might mess that up. I'm trying to make it so I can say, hey, look, mom, I know you're, you know, you're taking care of someone that's sick or my buddy, you know, his wife has cancer right now. And maybe I say, hey, look, go get, grow your own medicine, grow fresh, clean medicine. You can get a little two by four tent. I know you have a walk-in closet, put it in there. And then you'll take some of these grow dots, take this soil, you know, what cocoa, cocoa or whatever, pour it in your, your container, take some of these grow dots, mix them in, and then just water some recharge on top and then keep this, keep this reservoir just filled. Just Yeah. You want a recipe, a replicatable. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And so once I say, keep this reservoir filled and take this meter and occasionally put, dip it in once a week, put it in, or once every few days, put it in and you'll get a reading between five, five and eight. Oh, we need you to be in a six, three to six, five. Oh, wait, you just said I need a pH pen to grow that that's my point is that all of a sudden when i start telling people that and you'll need a <laughs> bottle of ph up and ph down you'll need uh the micro yeah, the nutrients grow micro and bloom you're like dude i can't do this when you're like yo open this pack of the fucking grow dots pour it in there mix it in the soil and then use these sip buckets so you don't have to worry because watering is over and under watering is how a lot of people fail uh, the number one way people kill plants or get bad results from plants, not yeah. just weed, any plants, is improper watering, more specifically, most often overwatering. So my buddy is treating, is is caring for his hey, wife. If it doesn't has- look good, feed it more and water it more. Come on, grow, damn it. But seriously, my buddy is is caring for his wife that's and that's uh, going through uh, cancer chemotherapy right now. For me to say to him, Dude, grow some weed, get two by four, and grow some weed in there, uh, you know, grow good clean medicine for her. He can grow two of those plants, and if he's at the hospital for three days, you really think he's going to be like, oh, I got to go home and water the plants. You know, yeah. but if you have uh, one of these sip buckets and the reservoir controller that I'm, you know, working on, then you can come back three, four days later and your plants are still fine. They're perfectly watered. So you're perfectly fed with the grow dots and you got to hit them with a recharge once a week. That's the idea. Uh, and that that's my kind of where I'm going, where my personality kind of kind of pushes grow. Yeah. Get that shit dialed in, man. Come on. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Wait, you already told me what's going on in your grow, didn't you, man? 
No, I didn't. I got a couple of things here. These plants are all transplanted are eight sure hours ago as of this picture. They are all, and these are the one gals from Rain Science uh, grow bags. And they're actually quite a bit bigger than a one gal nursery pot, if you will, that you're used to. Um, and yeah, these are not, they, they're looking much. I just got to stop and compliment because I was busting your balls earlier. These look really nice, man. Nice recovery, sir. Well, like you were saying that. I even, I, I'll, I busted his balls more too. Just, and it was a photography issue, not a uh, actual plant issue. I was trying to say one of these. Uh, here, I think, no, I can't point to it. Uh, one of these was looking like it had a ma calcium magnesium deficiency. I think you took another picture of that one. Right? Let's see. Come on. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it looks just yeah, the, I do need some advice. I mean, and the problem is, I, I guess it's, I don't want to say that whatever the hell the frequency, these are core 85 watt uh, bars from Rapid LED. There are 85 watts each. There's three of them in this tent. They do great, but they mess with <clears throat> every single camera. I mean, I got my little DJI handheld logging thing. Doesn't right. you know? It puts these bars, and it's just, dude. I want to take more documentation of my two by four. That plants at this size. Now you guys are gonna be like, what? I'm going to twelve twelve here, like in a day. I want to get these switched over to bloom. Um, I've never went to bloom before with plants this small. I'm excited to see what happens. Changing shit up. I also need to finish this grow. Like summertime is coming. Where this tent's at. You can't pull it off once it gets hot outside because uh, this my, is hot, my, what's up? I said this is the one where you put nine in a two by two right here. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you put nine of those plants in a two by two container right there. They're tiny. That'd be perfect for it. Jam a yes. two by two. With when a bunch uh, of those. when are you getting an irrigation system for this grow with these? Uh, man, I don't know. Now, yeah. don't even talk to me about. I'm, water I'm, I'm just saying, like, you're gonna want it because you're gonna end up watering like six times a day in one gallon bags, and that's not gonna be fun. Uh -uh. And by the way, an irrigation system is very simple. Yeah, you can go get the spaghetti tubing. Was it eighth inch tubing? I get some steaks over at Home Depot. I mean, you can do it really simple. It I mean, can, of be. course. By the way, they've got such shittier stuff at Home Depot than they do if you actually go to a well supplied grow store. Uh, yeah, I have to buy like to make it slick like the reservoir i don't have a really good area for the reservoir to the right of this tent immediately is like a door to a laundry room um i'm like man wouldn't it be cool to like you'd be really crafty if you mounted a, a reservoir like a rectangular reservoir to the ceiling to the studs and like had a gravity feed that'd be pretty dope but oh, that's uh, pretty cool man she's like a garbage bag man. <laughs> yeah i mean i uh, just i use a 20 gallon garbage tank or garbage can so sure. works works just is that fine. food grade do we need to be considered i used to tell people to be concerned potentially does it matter do you need food grade reservoirs does that make a difference after you're leaching anything off of that plastic? you know what man i did go out of my way to buy food grade containers for the five gallon buckets so i think it does matter because there's cheaper ones for about four bucks and then there's good quality food grade ones for like seven bucks i feel like i do kind of uh Feel a little hypocritical worrying about that and then growing in a pvc bag which like i don't think there's any there's no effect from either of them right um if you want to have food grade there's no reason not to but i i don't think it's really affecting that mine are cbd well, I, infused i should think about irrigation i'll go up there and eye up a potential reservoir spot and these are i have four feminized in here so i know four are staying nice three i gotta i got a sex here we'll see what happens um, three Alien Riff, two Raphael from uh, Alien Riff is uh, Wicked Genetics, Raphael from Ira Genetics, and CBD Chronic from Sirius Six Seeds.
You got the so, Raphael. I got the Donatello going. I got a half a dozen Donatello seeds going. So those are both right. Ninja Turtles, sir. <coughs> uh, cool, man. Guru, you got anything? Maybe artists. Too, yeah, I, I got a, I got a little video here that I'll go ahead and show. <laughs> Guru, um, man, Guru's got swagger now, man. I don't know. I don't like swagger, <laughs> Guru. Check over it, here. check it out. So yeah, it's everything's going as it should be going right now. Uh, things are getting frosty. Um, things are stacking. They're starting to extend the length of the bud sites. Um, this one here, let me, I actually can't pause on here. That one specifically, yeah, the, the, Pura Vita, right? the Pura Vita has trikes, a man. ridiculous amount of glandular trichome heads on the stems. Um, like way more than you normally see, which is pretty cool to see. And I mean, just really full canopy. Um, you can barely tell that I went through and stripped the shit out of these plants probably six days ago. Um, they've recovered beautifully. Right. They haven't skipped a beat. Uh, I did super crop over a couple of tops that were just getting a little too yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do it to everything, but like as they get up uh, to a point they're getting too much light, I will just super crop them over. And yeah, it's going pretty good. And then I also got uh, the worms. It's like I've been having a ton of fun. Yeah, you love these worms. I man, huh? love my worm bin. Um, I recommend everybody get a worm bin. They are awesome. You're not going to get the best, highest quality worm castings anywhere other than from your own worm bin that you're feeding from your own garden. Um, it's just really cool. So, like, I recommend that to everybody. That uh, urban worm bag is awesome. Pass through, super easy to use, uh, easy to maintain, grow a lot of worms in there. It's like the perfect environment for them. So, yeah, I, I'm loving the worm bin. It's like, my, it, honestly, I am more interested bag? in the worm bin. Yes. Uh, yeah, you probably could. Um, more interested in the, the worm bin than the actual grow itself. It's just super interesting. It's like its own whole ecosystem. It's pretty cool. I'll bet you it'd be cool to sit there while, you know, just shrooming a little bit and hanging out with a worm. Oh, all the yeah. little like microscopic movement going on is, yeah, it's cool. Like them. You gotta, you gotta put on your, uh, don't, they don't have like goggles that are like 60 times, like just vision around or you don't have to, or 30 times or something. That'd be kind of trippy. What's that? that? Like microscope guy, just dog, like full on, oh, yeah. like instead of looking through a little loop or something, it's like yep. already. Yeah, they have that for jewelers, man. Yeah. And just jewelers have those too. He got like, warm. Ghostbusters. I like it. Uh, let me tell you, or you tell me, where can we get some recharge at our local garden, grow store, hydroponic outlets? It depends, man, because if, if you're in Toledo, Ohio, and you know my boy Craig over at Toledo Indoor Gardens, you can go get some recharge, some grow dots, all sorts of good stuff there, man. Excellent. Shout out to Toledo Indoor Gardens, and I am going to shout out to all the DGC producers. Yeah. You guys had a good time. We upped your grow game. Dudegrows.com forward slash report. Get your DGC bennies. Hang out on the happy hour. We're going to start it off here. Right. You have to sing this one, bro. You have to. <laughs> what is I don't know that you're trying to get prepped for this. Girls what? just wanna grow dank. Yeah, so me and Scott both. <laughs> no, you didn't have any sisters, man. Now, what's it from? What's the original lyric? Cindy Lauper. Girls just wanna have fun. God, oh, you're from Canada. Well with that. Get it, man. Fine, I'm taking the next two. Green golfer, what's up? As well as your highness, your highness. Golfing and green, man, that does go together a bit. I definitely think there's quite a few people that like to poke out on the course. It makes sense. Smoking oh, green yeah. on the green. Stumac71 and Lone Wolf Groves. 
We don't have any golfers in our entire uh, BGC staff. Uh, oh, and this, something tells me Guru can golf, man. Uh, nope. Guru, a no? long time ago, decided that the best form of golf is actually sporting place. So. Oh, good for yeah. you, man. Good for you. <laughs> golf is uh, pretty interesting. All right, I'm going to give it up to Space Duck and Are You Funky? Ooh, MB Cannabis, Spar 1033. What's up, Medical Marion 87 and Wolf Buds? Yo, yo, I'm in the mix, yo. <laughs> I'm not in, in the mix. The mix. in the mix is DGC. I like that. Shout out to Stay high up. Stay high up until next time we be waking and bacon. Coming at you. Peace out, DGC. Hey, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says to take a little break, that means we